Over the past two days, we've been reading about the Titanic, and we've been reading a nonfiction account full of factual information written by a researcher who was not actually there at the sinking of the Titanic. Today, we're going to read a historical fiction story that is based on true events. This historical fiction account is based on the true life of a 17-year-old boy who survived the sinking of the Titanic. As you're listening, be thinking about how we learn differently from these two genres. What can you learn from a nonfiction book that you can't learn from a historical fiction book? Think about the pros and cons or the benefits and the drawbacks of these two genres because you're going to be comparing them after you finish listening. Let's first read the directions. People at the scene of an event provide important perspectives, but as readers, we need to remember that they know only what they see and hear. Usually, eyewitnesses do not have the whole picture. As you read this account from a survivor of the Titanic disaster, think about what must have been going through his head at the time. John Thayer Jr. was 17 when he took a trip to Europe with his parents during spring break. It was his last year in high school and his father had mapped out John's future in banking. John and his parents were returning to New York on the Titanic, traveling first class. Author Philip Hoos wrote John's story based on Thayer's 1940 self-published book, The Sinking of the SS Titanic. John Thayer, Becoming a Man Aboard the Titanic from We Were There Too, Young People in U.S. History by Philip Hoos. John thought the Titanic was astounding. It was really a floating city, four blocks long. You could work out in the gymnasium, take steam baths, or lounge around the pool. There were shops everywhere. Even the barber shops sold flags from around the world. As a first-class passenger, John could go anywhere and talk to anyone he wanted to, even the ship's owner. On the evening of Sunday, April 14th, after a dinner conversation with the judge's son named Milton Long, John stepped out onto the deck for some fresh air. He later wrote, There was no moon, and I have never seen the stars shine brighter. They sparkled like cut diamonds. It was the kind of night that made one glad to be alive. Yawning, he went down to his stateroom, said goodnight to his parents, and slipped on his pajamas. He was about to climb into bed when he felt the ship sway very slightly. He wrote, if I had had a brimful of glass of water in my hand, not a drop would have been spilled. The engine stopped and then started again, and he heard voices outside his door. He put on his overcoat and went to the deck to see what was happening. There were chunks of ice scattered about. A crew member told him that they had struck an iceberg. The deck seemed to be tilting a little to the right. A few minutes later, John passed the ship's designer, Thomas Andrews, in a corridor. Shaken, Andrews told John he didn't think the ship could float for more than an hour. John's heart began to race. He got dressed, woke his parents, and rushed back to the deck with them to put on life vests and wait for a lifeboat. Milton Long appeared and asked if he could join them. There was room in the lifeboats for only about half of the passengers and crew, so choices had to be made. Women and children first, people were yelling. John didn't even ask whether he qualified. He could see that much younger boys than he were being kept from the boats. John knew that on this, maybe the last night of his life, 
he was considered a man. At 12.45 a.m., John hugged his mother goodbye, watched her step into a lifeboat, and hurried to the deck on the other side of the boat with his father and Milton. The roar of the steam was deafening. Sailors sent rockets arcing high into the sky to try to attract passing ships. The ship's orchestra was still playing in the background. People were screaming. A surging crowd separated John and Milton from John's father. So today, readers, you're really thinking about the two genres we've read so far, nonfiction versus historical fiction. So in your packet, think about what are the pros and cons of reading nonfiction to learn about history, just like the excerpt from the books we read on Monday and Tuesday. And then think about what are the pros and cons of reading with historical fiction. So today we read about one person's true story. So how is that really good or really bad as a way to learn about history? Be also trying to think bigger. How do you prefer to learn about history? Do you prefer to read nonfiction or historical fiction? We'll talk about this later today.